This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, a radio show and podcast taking a look at the quirkier people, groups and interests in the region. I'm producer Gary Farrow. The Baha'i faith started in Iran, teaching the essential worth of all religions and the unity of all people. What the faith refers to as the Waikato Cluster has well over 100 members. Two people involved with the faith locally spoke to WTS. My name is Sohela Buluri. Um, I'm a fourth generation Baha'i. My great-grandparents became Baha'is. And I was born in Iran, where the Baha'i faith started. Uh, but many, many years ago, about 45 years ago, I moved my, with my husband to United States. And only a few months ago, uh, my husband and I moved to uh, New Zealand. But for the past 34 years, we've lived in Tonga, the island of Tonga, <laughs> nearby. And uh, we have been involved in Baha'i activities and advancement of the community life in Tonga. And now New Zealand is our new home. Baha'i faith is a new religion, about maybe 178 years old. And uh, it's we believe it's the p- part and series of um, religions that God sends us. Every so often, humanity is in need of guidance and spiritual guidance and material guidance, and God sends a new messenger, a teacher, a spiritual guide. And uh, he renews the covenant and all the spiritual qualities that sometimes we forget, like love, honesty, truthfulness, kindness, generosity, trustworthiness. These are all the essence of all the religions in the past. So those spiritual qualities are renewed. But then at the same time, the social teachings become irrelevant from the last messenger. And so God renews those spiritual teachings according to the needs of the time. And so now we have new social teachings to address the problems of today, of disunity, of war, of lack of education, of environmental problems, family problems, educational problems. So we, God has sent solution to those problems. So how is that uh, renewal received? Like what determines when you are going to receive that renewal? Of course, God sends his teachings through a messenger an individual human being. We call him Baha'u'llah, means glory of God. And he was a nobleman who came in Iran um, in 1800s, and he lost all his wealth and his um, um, fame, and he became, he was appointed by God as a messenger of God, and he was imprisoned and then banished for 40 years till he lived in the life of banishment. But 
even though he's, he really sacrificed a lot, but his message has reached to millions and millions of people in the world, and it's a, Baha'u'llah declares this is a world-independent religion. And it doesn't abrogate any other religion. It uh, completes them, because they are part of the chapters of one book. So they, as they come, God re re releases more knowledge and spiritual energy to humanity. So Baha'u'llah's teachings confirm the teachings of Christ, Buddha, Krishna, Muhammad, Abraham, Zoroaster, um, and he says they were all wonderful teachings for that period of time, but now is a new day of God and God has sent a new messenger. And all of the teachings do not contradict the teachings of the previous messengers. Does Baha'i think the teachings are being sent through the various messengers for the various faiths or that they are coming from sort of one higher power? We believe in God, the unknowable essence. So he, if you liken him to the sun, um, his energy and his warmth and his love comes to everyone. But if you hold a perfect clear mirror in front of the sun you see the reflection of the sun in the mirror the sun doesn't come to the earth to give warmth because we will be all consumed we cannot go to the sun and to receive this energy but through the rays of the sun that is reflected through these mirrors we receive the warmth and energy and love of God so from time to time if you take this mirror and change the mirror according to the needs of the time, we see the same reflection. It's always the sun. So the teachings of God come to us through these messengers. And after a few hundred years or a thousand years, we forget. We tend to dilute these teachings. We change them. We misrepresent them. We divide into different nomination sects. And then we start fighting and completely disregard the original purity of these texts and these teachings. So God renews his covenant and sends a new messenger. And as long as we live in this world, we will receive this guidance from God as much as we need it and according to our needs and time. Does Baha'i recognize nature as yeah. sort of uh, conveying uh, the higher powers message? Uh, of course, we occupy this world for a period of our life, and we have to show reverence and respect. There are teachings in the Baha'i Faith to preserve and protect the environment and leave a legacy for our children and grandchildren to enjoy the, the beauty of this world, and we should not by any means disregard the sacred earth that we live in. Baha'u'llah said, the earth is but one country and mankind its citizens. And through unity and, and love and fellowship and brotherhood, we can all live in this world that we have been given for a period of our life and live together in peace and harmony and brotherhood. That is the essence of the Baha'is, to establish universal peace and build the kingdom of God on earth as was promised by Christ. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar 
obviously a lot of conflict going on between different faiths throughout the world at the moment. There is a lot of uh, unity and understanding, but there is also conflict which is resulting in misfortune of many, many people. Um, it's is it, is it a hard task for the Baha'i faith to argue that the faiths are actually part part of the like you say chapters in the same book yeah it is very hard to reconcile but then again if we have true understanding of the purpose of religion we can not hold on to these old age dogmas and and sometimes even man-made teachings in many of the faiths the, the messenger passed away and the followers were disillusioned who to follow and that, that the division right started right then and there at the beginning. Um, and uh, Baha'i faith is a uniter. We want to unite all of these faiths. And if we detach ourselves from our old age um, ideas that we are holding on because we are blindly fo following our old ideas, then we can maybe begin to investigate. Baha One of the Baha'u'llah's teachings is independent investigation of truth. And we teach our children these values as Baha'i families. We don't assume that our children are Baha'is. We give them the Baha'i education along with education from other religions. And when they become 15 years of age, they will have to choose and independently seek and ask questions and reflect if they are going to be followers of Baha'u'llah. And majority do, but there are some families that the children are taking their time to reflect and, and make a decision. So Baha'u'llah said it's better to be killed than to kill. So from early age of the history of the Baha'i faith, it has gone through many, many challenges and atrocities because Baha'i faith started in Iran and the Baha'u'llah brought this new faith and the, the Shiite Muslims in Iran attacked him and um, imprisoned him and put to death and tortured and killed over 20,000 of his followers. And never they, they decided to retaliate or bear arms. So it is um, through love and perseverance that we teach the values of peacefulness and love and unity and of course many many faiths in history of Christianity, in Islam, in many other faiths there has been disunity and wars, we call it holy wars, have been fought. But now humanity is coming of age. Those are the infancy of, of the age of humanity. You know toddler age, you know, the tantrums that they throw out. But humanity is coming of age and gradually beginning to mature and understand the value of cooperation, collaboration, and building this new world that we have together 
so that it benefits all the peoples. There shouldn't be such division, such um, uh, high um, wealth and absolute poverty. Baha'u'llah said one of the teachings is that this absolute um, space that is between the rich people and the poor people is unbearable. And we have to, through proper taxations, reciprocity and generosity, distribute this wealth of this world in a more judicial way. At its core, then, Baha'i sounds like a very uh, pacifist and humanitarian <laughs> faith, yes. more so than a lot of uh, the other faiths. That's how we uh, promote peace, not by war. Baha'u'llah said if a thought of war comes to your mind, oppose it with a stronger pe uh, thought of peace. If a thought of hatred comes to your heart, remove it by a thought of love. So we can, at the level of thought, change the world. And then this will imply that our actions will be different. If it starts from the level of thought. If I say I hate you, then I will want to do something to show my hate. But if I say no, no, I don't hate you. I love you because you're my brother and my sister or you're a child of God then my actions will be different when I think of peace and love. How prominent is the faith in Iran itself? In Iran? Yeah. Is the second largest um, uh, religion in the world, in, in Iran, after Shiite Muslims. But unfortunately, I'd say um, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Baha'is are not allowed to practice their faith or to have prayer meetings or do activities that they do because it's banned. So as a result of, you know, in, in 1979 when the revolution started and Khomeini came to Iran, um, he tried to eradicate the Baha'is. And as much as he, as many people as he arrested and, and tortured, again, tortured, and they're all documented, and imprisoned, the more the Baha'is around the world took this issue to their governments and parliaments, and the more the f it fanned the flame of people wanting to know what is it that Baha'is are giving their life and all their wealth, and they're not recanting their faith. So many, many millions of people became Baha'is around the world because they started investigating this faith that the Baha'is in Iran are being subjected to all these atrocities. Um, but around the world, Baha'is are doing, um, trying. We are all trying. We are not aspiring to say that we are the best, but we are <coughs> walking this path of service together in the company of our neighbors and our fellow Baha'is. We, in the last 20 years, we've, we are focusing our attention on organizing prayer meetings you know, from all faiths people come Gail is a member of interfaith you know they go and have prayers in various um, settings of using holy writings from all faiths so we invite people to our homes or to our Baha'i center and we say come let's say prayer for peace for love for unity for cooperation for various things we also invite 
their children to our children's program. We have a moral and spiritual education program that we try to instill in the children at early age love for God and all the spiritual qualities common in all the faith, which I told you, the virtues, love, honesty, kindness, truthfulness. There are 52 of them. Mm -hmm. And um, then we try and we invite the, the age between the junior youth, they call it um, at between 12 and 15, because they're always neglected. We have youth activities and children activities, but junior youth is a very special age that the children are growing and yet not their adults, they're no longer children and they're confused in their, you know, their body is developing and they're questioning and they, they want to do something but they're not taken seriously and they're not given responsibilities. And it, it's a very formative age. And if they are given proper counseling and guidance and uh, reading these stories that we have that has spiritual and, and um, connection to their hearts, they can develop really to become wonderful human beings, to give a life of service to humanity. So we work with this age group and they do service projects, they do art projects and I'm saying it's not a very large scale, we try because we are always short of these animators, the facilitators of these pro programs. And also we invite people to come and study some uh, materials with, with us called uh, Reflections of the Life of the Spirit, which is really essentially help us develop what is the purpose of our life, why are we in this world, where did we come from, where do we go and what happens to our soul when we die, and how do we ascertain that by what we are doing in this world can affect our life of spirit, which is eternal, a life of joy and happiness. So we we examine these teachings that are based on Baha'i writings and um, together we we invite people to come to these activities. So what sort of community is established around Baha'i and the Waikato specifically and how can people get involved in it? Yes, we have, um, we call it the cluster, Waikato cluster. It has the different townships and Waipa and um, Te Amutu and Waikato uh, District. 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 And uh, I'm new here a little bit, I'm not familiar. But we have a, a growing community, a vibrant community in Hamilton. Hmm. Uh, it's not very huge, maybe about 150 people that some of them are have the time to participate, some haven't. But um, we have a growing number of youth uh, that have come. Um, and now they're being trained and uh, accompanied. Um, a lot of, a few of them are Maori and they're wonderful. Um, and uh, we hold these activities that I mentioned in our Baha'i uh, Center or we, we have a Baha'i Center in Fairfield um, or we do it in our homes um, because we don't have church. With Baha'i faith does not have a clergy. So um, the, their, how they administer their affairs is through these elections that are annual and we look at our uh, membership and we prayerfully decide nine people that we want to elect for that year to administer our affairs which is a big responsibility because this local spiritual assembly that is elected these nine people have to ensure that material and spiritual development of that community takes place 
So they meet, they pray, and they consult about the affairs of the community. And on an annual basis, also um, representatives from all these local spiritual assemblies go to a national spiritual assembly a convention and uh, elect the members of the national spiritual assembly. So that looks after the whole of New Zealand, U.S., you know, um, Tonga, <laughs> um, Senegal, or whatever. We have about close to 200 of these national spiritual assemblies. And then every five years, members of the National Spiritual Assembly either go to Haifa, Israel, or they send their ballots for the election of the Universal House of Justice, which is a supreme governing body of the Baha'is of the world. And they meet in, and they reside in Haifa on Mount Carmel, which Baha'u'llah was taken uh, eventually and as a prisoner, and he died there. And um, there's, that is the world center of the Baha'is in, in Haifa, Israel. When it was Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> so how can people get involved in Baha'i and the Waikato? They can go online and look up Baha'i Faith and they, it's www.baha'i.org and get in contact with the Baha'is of Hamilton. Um, there is, uh, I think, information on the Hamilton Baha'i community on website, um, and they will we they will be invited, warmly appreciated, and to a devotional gathering or to any sort of activity that we have. Gail DeBoer is involved with the Waikato Interfaith Council, which works closely with the Baha'i Faith. I've been a Baha'i since 1970 here in New Zealand before I was married and then came to live in Hamilton when I did get married and I have since been um, involved I heard about the Interfaith Council in Hamilton which was absolutely wonderful from the Parliament of Religions and I thought it sounds like a really good thing to be involved in because they work with all of the other religious people so it's been really um, all of the other faiths and actually people not necessarily of any faith as well is included and we have a choir as well and we sing each other's songs of um, usually peace or whatever there was um, there's some from the, the the Buddhist there's some from Hindu there's some from the Jewish um, all the different Christian um, we have Catholic, we have Protestant, we have also Quaker, and the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. They have been so helpful with the choir too. <laughs> and of course, Baha'i and Muslim. And I thought, I didn't think the Muslim people sang very much. I wasn't sure that. But it's explained that the prayer was the welcoming prayer from one of the places where Muhammad was banished from one of the cities. So his this welcome to the the fold, it was really wonderful um, that he was welcomed into a village by the children singing. And so I really like singing that song as well. And some of it is Arabic, and I find language is so hard myself personally for pronunciation and whatever. So I'm learning a bit of Arabic as well. And of course, the uh, the Jewish one is one of, of welcome and peace to everybody, and it's all different languages. So it's quite fun really being on the choir because I haven't really done a lot of singing myself, but apparently I can make the keys and get it in the right note. <laughs> <laughs> 
but we've just been doing the tree planting out at the, for the Hamilton City Council with the, with Earth Diverse and whatever, and we went out there because service is one of the biggest, and in, in almost instead of worship, service is one of the greatest things to do. It's like a prayer when you do service, and service to planting trees, to land that's been donated to Hamilton City from the Māori people. It's just so special. It's native trees. It's going to be a little sanctuary mm. for all the native birds. and uh, yeah. The interfaith movement is a lot more practical and also democratic, isn't it, than, than when you view the religions on their own. It's a lot more about what the individual can gain and what they can give yes, than about the body of the church or the clergy. Yes, it's about working together and showing the unity of the religions that we do all have that same quality within us to work together and uh, and it, it just, yeah, it works like that. I don't know if anyone did listen to many years ago um, I did the Baha'i Time it was called on uh, the radio here so it actually had quite a bit there and we shared a lot of prayers as well and singing mm. so is there anything else Suhaila? I was going to you mentioned service um, as I said we don't have church we don't have we have a Baha'i center we, which is a house we get together for but we don't have a church but Baha'is in every continent have a, a special building that they dedicate to humanity it's called Baha'i House of Worship and it's a beautiful building, a unique building, if you go on website and look at all the houses of worship in each continent. And um, we put holy writings from all faiths in that building, so anybody can come and say prayers. And so it's worship is associated with service, because worship, ha passive worship is not going to make this world a better place. But when you combine worship with service, then you have that transforming power of the spiritual energy actually affecting this world. So in that building, in future, there's going to be many, many subsidiary buildings like hospice and old daycare, hospital, pharmacy, and universities, schools, in the parameters of each, um, each house of worship, there will be a lot of um, centres to be able to serve humanity. Thanks to Sohaila Buluri from the Baha'i Faith and Gail Deboer from the Interfaith Council for speaking on this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can like the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.